Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, man. Roll a saving throw versus listening to the Glitter Boys. Righteous. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Welcome back to the Glitter Boys. This time we are talking about our five favorite things of Palladium yes. games and systems. This is going to be more of a countdown episode. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. It was really hard to get just to five, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I, I liked the way that five favorite flowed, and I figured that we could fit five favorite things each into uh, a lot more nicely into an episode than ten because that could just go on. And on and on and right, on. yeah. <laughs> then we'd be at yeah, the two-hour mark. We're, 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 yeah, we're trying to keep these short, <laughs> yeah. and I, I just I see it. I see that one specifically going long. Well, I'll go ahead and lead this off with number five of my countdown. Uh, my fifth favorite thing about Palladium Systems, believe it or not, mechanical simplicity. I think it's certainly easier to run than AD and D first edition. At least it's contemporary oh, yeah. at the time that it came out. I feel that it's a. It is actually a simple system. There are a lot of extra stuff that have uh, that has added on to it and there's a lot of modifiers and stuff that you have to look at but at its base roll 1d20 versus a modifier or roll 1d100 versus a modifier very simple yeah yeah once you get into it once you understand the basic premise it actually flows quite easily yeah well my number five is just just the tone of the work there's there's a lot of less fluff than there is in in other stuff, and by fluff I mean fluff in writing, not fluff as in lore. The 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 writing is is put forth in tables. You sometimes have to search through a few books to get to those tables. <laughs> but um, just a few. I, there 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 is a, a tone to once you get out of the storytelling and world building areas that that I like. There's there's not a lot of I suppose the word is flavor text. It's it's info. It's data points, and I really like that because when I'm when I'm looking up what a gun will do, I don't care too much about the history of said gun. I, I just want to know how far it reaches, what the damage it does, how much the damn thing weighs. You know, I I, I just I, I crafted by the ancient elven archers of blah 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 blah. blah. You know, I just I just want to know about the bow, and I I I really like just. The, the data-oriented portions of the system. Same. Number four for me is also, believe it or not, the refusal to enforce any kind of prescribed balancing ac- across the classes. Like, I love the fact that you can open up a game, open up any of the books, actually, uh, any of the core setting rule books of Palladium games, and you can create a party of protagonists who are diverse in their power levels. And I love that. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And just to give a quick example to jump in on yours, a few games ago, my character, a bog standard soldier, was speaking to a dragon which could crush him, dominate him, or blow him up magically, or just just fry him. It, it, I, I feel that, that if, if, if everyone has different levels, it, it increases the role play because you have to talk your way out of situations. You can't just say, I, I roll a bluff. You you literally have to use your mind. And I agree with you 100%. That is so important to, to have different levels because threats become more real that way. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. 
like you just can't expect always to have everyone on the exact same playing field of ability because then it yeah. becomes homogenous and that's not yeah. fun to me. Well, yeah, there's, there's no, the, 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 the dynamic of a party goes down as well. You don't want to be too democratic with this. You know, you, you want, you want differences. You, you want to celebrate them and work around them and make them, make them a part of your continuing story. Not just everyone can do everything equally. I, I think it's very important. That's a good point. For my number four of things I appreciate about Palladium, I like the fact that one person had their hand on the whole thing. I like that Kevin Sambita, is, is that what we're saying his yeah, name sure. is? Yeah, sure. Okay. That's what we're going with. And if not, Sambieta. <laughs> Kevin, if you're listening, please correct us. Please tell us. <laughs> please. <laughs> or we could just watch something of his on YouTube and figure it out. Yeah, true. I, I, I like that one person had creative control of this whole project. In so many different systems, it, it gets muddied by different takes, reboots, new additions. This was one person's vision. This was one person's playground. And as, as such, it has a continuity that a lot of other systems don't because it's, it wasn't made by committee and different pieces shoehorned in together. It was one person and that one person always knows what that one person is thinking. So it gives, it gives a continuity to all the worlds of Palladium that no other system really has. And I, I think that's very important. Agreed. Yeah, it, it gives it this this weird this weird feeling. Uh, that's that that's the only feeling you can get as one person does it. Like when when you're playing uh, like Forgotten Realms, you can tell that different people wrote different zones, and they just said, "Okay, well that exists over here, and that exists over here, and these are yeah." But in Palladium, everything went through Kevin, and from what I understand. Kevin will occasionally shoot things down in flames. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I like, and I like that because you can go too far with the committee standpoint and you get this, this pure vision uh, with the way things are handled at Palladium. And that, that's, that's my number four. And I, I think it's, I think it's really the thing that gave these games its tone. And I agree with you. It is very noteworthy. It is something that brought me into the system because of that tone, that feel that was embedded in the rules. It was wonderful. Yeah. My number three is the vast library of content that is out here. (laughs) We've mentioned this before, and we will mention it many, 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 many times. The Mechaverse is huge, and it keeps getting bigger. You can do anything. You can go anywhere. Chances are there's a source book or a rule book for that. Yeah, or at least a a mention in a rifter with some basic. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> basic thoughts. Uh, my number three was fairly similar. It's the uh, scope and breadth of the worlds. There's just, there's so much there. You can literally be, go anywhere and be anything. And you know, it's uh, w- what's the catchphrase of palladium. It's uh, like unleash your imagination. That's correct. They mean that in a very literal <laughs> way. If you can imagine it, there's a rule set for it somewhere. You, you can be it and it, it exists now. You don't have to wait for it to come out or you don't have to petition for it to come out. It's there in the back catalog. Just the, the, the sheer scope and the work put into this world, the, the, the breadth of it is it's, it's awe-inspiring. And yeah, yeah. Don't dream it. Be it. <laughs> oh, no, wait, wait. We have, can we nod that we, we put Rocky in there? For yeah. just a second? <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah, Rocky Horror references 
I'm going to try and insert them whenever I freaking can. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because I mean, like Palladium, Rocky Horror was formative in my youth. <laughs> Uh, that is a completely different episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, number two, the unique take on classic tropes that made them entirely new and fresh. I love the way that they make vampires. I love the way that they they take all of these old stories and all of these monsters and all of these mythologies and they make them their own. You could come from World of Darkness and expect vampires to be one thing. You can come to Palladium and be shocked that vampires are very different. Yeah. Just completely fearsome alien monsters. And I love that interpretation. I love the the conflict between the elves and the dwarves in the Palladium fantasy setting. I love the the way that they reimagine kobolds and orcs and ogres and troglodytes and all of those things. They're all fresh. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's once again someone putting their finger on it specifically. Yeah. For me, my number two thing that that I I just love about Palladium is it has to be mentioned, it's the artwork. Yes. Just these these stunning, clean, beautiful pieces of art. Yeah, it's, if you if you've never cracked a book, you you need to crack a book if if only for the artwork. And I I have to say, and years I didn't have a group that was playing Palladium, I still bought books for the artwork, for the lore. It's, it, it's, there's, there's no other artwork like it. There's, there's many, many systems that have good art. You know, D&D always has good art, or at least in, in modern times, let's say. <laughs> every, every, every system has its style, and a lot of them overlap, but this one is completely one of its own. There, there is no other system with artwork like Palladium. And I, I think that needs to be noted. And it had such a huge effect on me that it's definitely my number two. I am kicking myself for not putting it on my list. But uh, again, agreed. The art's amazing. It, it's the thing that sealed the deal for me. Especially for young me, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just those clean lines of, of the mech, of, of Mecca that Kevin Long did was just, oh, you know, <laughs> so good. So good. Now we reach number one. Drum roll. Insert sound effect later, maybe. I don't know. Drum roll. <laughs> Item number one on my list. Just the sheer depth of the imagination behind the worlds. It, the lore, the, the stories that are being built out, the, the interconnectivity of everything, and Contrary to what you were saying about the the rules descriptions, the lore descriptions, on the other hand, are just oh, yeah. deep pages upon pages of these just details on this world. Like, and me being mostly a fantasy gamer, the, the Palladium fantasy world is so rich. It is my favorite published fantasy setting, but and it's because of that lore. But even then, like Nightbane, the lore, the first Nightbane book, most of the Nightbane books, it's it's mostly just talking about various factions and yeah. their goals. And uh, I just love it. I will. I love to just pull a book off my shelf, go to the lore section of that book, and just spend an evening reading over it again for the 50th time. Absolutely. Yeah. And the tone of it. I like that some of it is written by explorers or you know people reporting back. It's it's not just a dry delivery. It's it, each one is a story, and I I enjoy that quite a bit. For my number one, I 
have to say it's the megaverse. It's it's genius. The the concept of the megaverse and the gathering in of all the disparate games on under one one rule set, one one world that they can all play in. There's a lot I, I believe I spoke about this in an earlier episode uh of of uh, like the the multiverse that's been done before. Heinlein's done it. Filippo Zay Farmer's done it. Uh, Michael Moorcock famously did it with the Champion Eternal series. But the Megaverse made it something that you could go in, not just read about. And I grew up with all those Golden Age authors, and I, I they, they remain my favorites till this day. But the the chance to go in to this this chaotic, rich, beautiful Megaverse where anything can and will and does happen is is like no other experience that is shared in any gaming system and that that's what makes it my number one access to the megaverse mm-hmm. it's it's such an amazing thing and yeah. god damn it thank you for putting it out there <laughs> <laughs> i mean what other gaming system talks about the infinite what other gaming system doesn't have this this codified a sense of what you can and can't do. You can do anything in riffs. And, you know, you frequently do. And so, yeah, my number one is just the sheer appreciation of the megaverse. All right. And that's our top five. Join us next time for when we talk about what the megaverse actually is. I I, I want to carry this topic forward because it's deep. Yeah, this this will get a lot of discussion further down the line. Hey, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks again. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, The Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.